Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we're in Psalm 119, verse 156. We read, Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgments. You know, this idea of great, and he's talking about these mercies of God that he's experiencing in his life. This idea of great is really talk about rather than how huge and great they are as far as might and strength. It's really in number, great in number, or else many are your tender mercies that are upon me. You know, really what he was saying, if I turn to the left, I'm experiencing your mercies. If I turn to the right, they're there. If I move forward, I've experienced your tender mercy upon my life, no matter where I go or if I just stay put, I experience your tender mercies. Isn't it beautiful when he says they're tender? Because God is full of compassion. He's kind to us, and he wants us to know that he wants to extend his kind to us kindness to us each and every day. I'm so thankful that even as we've seen people from the church as they've been venturing out, following God as the Lord leads them, we have a good friend, a missionary that's just head back to China. And I'm so glad as this marvelous missionaries in China that I know for sure that they're experiencing God's tender mercy. Isn't that exciting, believers? We have other ones that have gone down to Alabama to start a ministry, a new venture of faith down there, and I know that they're experiencing God's mercy upon their lives. We've just seen a fellow that was ordained as a pastor through Agape Chapel, and he's being sent out to South Carolina, and I pray that they experience God's tender mercy. I know somebody else from the fellowship this week. You could pray for them. She just lost her husband a few days ago. And one thing that I do know is that she will experience God's tender mercy during her time of troubling, during her time of heartache. See, God's tender mercy is there for each and every one of us. We just got to allow it to be a part of our lives and look and expect for God's mercy to be upon your life even this day. When you woke up this day, God's mercy was looking to be upon you, his grace as you go through out the day that's what's waiting for you is his mercy and cer- certainly when you're in trouble God's mercy his hand wants to be upon us think about David even though he had you know rebelled against God and he certainly did and when finally God sent the prophet Nathan to to come to him after he had gone into Bathsheba and committed adultery and you know he did just tremendous uh, just terrible things David did for a period of time there. Once he realized, and I'm sure that he knew it while he was doing it also, but when he was confronted and, and he woke up to the reality that he was sinning against God, he cried out, he says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression." See, David knew of the kindness of God. David knew that he could turn to him. Even this day, I pray that you know that, that you can turn to the Lord and you can experience his love and his grace and his mercy upon your life. In Psalms 86, verse 5, we read, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive 
Don't you like that? It's the nature and the heart of God that he's ready to forgive. And it goes on and says, And plentiness and mercy unto them that call upon thee. And that's the key. You can't experience the mercy unless you turn to him. Unless you call upon him and ask of him uh, 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 of the mercy that you're looking for. It goes on in verse 13. Uh, he says, For great is thy mercy towards me, and thou hast delivered my soul from, from the lowest hell. Otherwise, you got me out of trouble. You pulled me out of a terrible place. In verse 15, it says, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion. That's who our God is. Let me read that again to you. For our God is a God that's full of compassion and gracious and long-suffering and plentiness and mercy and truth. And I think it's so good that we remind ourselves of the nature of God, that he loves us, he loves us, he loves us. He wants us to experience a good life. He wants the experience of life that where we're walking in fellowship with him. If you're not experiencing joy, if you're not experiencing peace in your life, I'd venture to say that you need to turn back to the Lord and go to a place and find a place where you can once again know him. You might know about him, but do you know him? Are you experiencing him? And that's that knowledge that we're talking about, that experiential knowledge that you're knowing God is a God that's full of compassion, that he's gracious, he's long-suffering, he plentiness and mercy and truth. See, it's more than just an idea, but it's a reality that he wants us to experience within our life. David got himself in, in really bad trouble one day, King David. In First Chronicles chapter 1, it says, Now Satan stood up against Israel, and he says, he, And Satan moved David to number Israel. Why is that such a big deal? Let me throw out this thought. See, David was at a place where he was dependent upon God. He was in a place where he was trusting the Lord for everything that he needed. And God had prohibited the kings from counting their troops, their horsemen, and everything else they had. Because once they realized how God has richly blessed them, their trust would shift over to the things that they have acquired rather than trusted in the living God. And so verse 2 says, So David, David said to Joab and to the leaders of the, the people, Go number Israel from Bathsheba to Dan, and bring the number of them to me, that I may know us. And Job, uh, Joab answered and said, May the Lord make his people a hundred times more than they are now. But my Lord King, art thou not all my Lord's servant? Why then does, that, uh, does my Lord require this thing? Why should he be a curse and guilt in Israel? Here's Joab trying to confront David not to do this. You know, and I believe as we have an opportunity to sin, uh, God sends warnings to us, and he sends ways for us to choose not to sin. But David was bent on doing this as he goes it onwards, finally, it says in verse 5, it says, Joab gave the sum of the number of the people to David, and all Israel had 1,100,000 men who drew swords, and Judah had 470,000 men who drew the sword. He did not count the Levites or the Benjamins, for they, they were, the, for the king's word was abomination, abominable to Joab. 
And God was displeased with this thing. Therefore, he struck Israel. And so we see this calamity that David brought upon his own life, upon everything that he had accomplished up to his up to this point really didn't mean anything because he rebelled against the word of the Lord. But David, he said he went to God. And David, seer, otherwise, he was asking of a God. He says, go and tell David, saying, thus says the Lord, in verse 10, I offer you three things. Choose one of them for yourself that it, it, I may do it to you. So Gad came to David and said unto them, Thus says the Lord, choose you for yourself. This seer or this prophet, they, they came and he, and he wanted to speak to David, the things that God had laid out to him. And God gave David an opportunity to choose. He says, either three years famine or three, uh, three months to be feeded by your foes with the sword of your enemies overtaken you, or else for three days the sword the sword of the Lord and the plague of the Lamb, which the angel of the Lord destroying through all the territory of Israel. Now consider what answer I should take back to him who sent me. And notice verse 13. And David said unto Gad, I am I'm great distress. Please let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercies are very great, but do not let me fall in the hands of man. And the Lord sent the plague unto Israel. Seventy thousand men did fall. David got himself into trouble. There's consequences for sin, isn't there? But yet there is forgiveness. He was supposed to lead the nations to walk with God. He was supposed to be an example to the nation. He had a moment of weakness. He decided to, rather than listen to the counsel of Joab and not to count the, the amount of people that were able to fight for him, he went against that counsel and he did his own ways. But yet, in Psalm 119, verse 156, there are those who say that David might have wrote Psalm 119, and we don't know that for sure. He cried out, Great are thy mercies, O Lord. Quicken me. He says, Quicken me according to thy judgments. And this idea is, Bring me back to life. I'm sure he was so distraught for what he saw and what he knew what was going to happen to his nation but yet he knew of God's compassion. He knew of God's grace. And he prayed, he says, Lord, please bring me back to life. And I, my encouragement to you this day is to call upon God for his mercy and his grace each and every day that you're, that you're living. But be aware, if you choose to sin, sin has its consequences. I pray that you choose wisely, that you will follow the Lord and you'll seek him with all of your heart. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at agapechapel. P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 
647. May God richly bless you.